0: My dear brother bishops, father abbots, my dear brother priests and deacons, fellow religious, dear consecrated women and men, beloved seminarians, and brothers and sisters in Christ, welcome to the mass of the blessing of the oils. I'd like to, at the beginning of my reflections, welcome in a special way those who Jesus will touch during this next year through the oils that we will be blessing this morning. Those of you who are catechumens, who will be baptized in the Easter season. Those of you who are preparing for confirmation. I know there's a lot of young people in our community this morning preparing for that sacrament. A special greeting to the transitional deacons, whose hands will be anointed with the the oil of chrism, at the ordination to the priesthood next month. And finally, welcome to those of you who are old and sick, Uh, old people like me and those who are sick who may be anointed with the oil of the sick sometime during the course of this year. This mass is a reminder to us that Jesus loves us very much and wants to meet us and touch our lives through the sacraments that we celebrate in the church. It's important to remember that the foundation of sacramental life and sacramental theology in the church is creation. You know, God made us. He made us with bodies as well as spirits. God is a creator of all things, things that are visible and things that are invisible. And Those of us who are human beings are a mixture. We are spirits with a body. We're not bodies with a spirit, but we're spirits with a body. And in order to communicate with us, God takes us where we are and uses not only invisible things like words to touch our lives, but uses visible things like water and bread and wine and oil to communicate with us and to share with us his love. All of the seven sacraments are a combination of material things and spiritual words. And Jesus comes to us with the power of his death and resurrection in those sacraments, with things that we can see and words that we can understand. One of the things that we see in four of the seven sacraments of the church is olive oil, which is a symbol of God's choice and a symbol of his making things holy, of his consecration. God chooses us and he makes us holy by the action of the Holy Spirit through the vehicle of the blessed oil which we will bless in today's celebration. By the touch of Christ, the oils that are blessed today become a river of God's grace, and we thank God for that gift. In baptism, all of us, whether clergy or laity, all of us become Christians, which literally means those marked with oil those who are anointed. By the oil of the sick, which we will bless today, we are healed. By the oil of catechumens, we are made strong. And through the oil of sacred chrism, we are chosen, set apart, consecrated to the purposes of God. This healing, strengthening, and consecrating also describes the role of priests who we honor in a special way in our liturgy this morning. At the end of the liturgy, the blessed oils are given to the priests to bring the healing, strengthening, and consecrating of Christ to the parishes of our archdiocese. My dear friends, The priesthood is a great gift and a profound mystery, a mystery which the church asks us to focus our minds on this morning. In the Sacrament of Holy Orders, God makes these men who are before you today his own and through them continues to give himself to his people. God chooses priests in order to give himself to his people. My brother priests, today I want to speak to you about our friendship with Jesus Christ. In the Gospel of St. John, Jesus said to his chosen apostles, whose place we take in the church today, I have called you, Friends. Friendship with Christ is not only a priestly prerogative. All of us here, from the youngest to the oldest, whether clergy or laity, are called to friendship with Christ. That is at the heart of being Jesus' disciple. But just as a bridegroom chooses a special and close friend to be his best man, we believe that Jesus chooses priests, these men before you, to stand with him and next to him in the marriage between his bride, the church, and Jesus Christ. What John the Baptist says about himself is also something that we can say about priests. To quote St. John, he who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom, standing by and listening for him, rejoices elatedly at the bridegroom's voice. Some of you know this, but most of you probably don't. I have the privilege of sharing life with a group of religious sisters of the community of the Sisters of Mercy of Alma, Michigan. They care for me and for my household. I have eight of them who influence my life every day. Over breakfast one morning several days ago, one of the sisters, whose family comes from Albania, spoke about the role of the best man at the Albanian weddings. He is called a Jebverai. Jebrer, a I hope I pronounced that right. Jebverai. She said that a Jebverai is even more important than a best man. In ages past, it was not uncommon for a potential bride to be stolen by another clan. So a man of honor strength, courage, and tenderness was chosen by the bridegroom from among his friends to be the protector of the bride to the point of giving her life, giving his life for her if necessary. It is a great honor and a true sign of trust and friendship to be chosen by the bridegroom for this service. My dear brother priests, we are we are, the Jevari of Jesus in his Church. We are called to share in Christ's nuptial love for his bride, to love the Church as he does. In Pastores da Bovis, Pope John Paul II remem- reminded us that, quote, Christ alone is the bridegroom, but the priest is entrusted with communicating to the church Jesus' faithful, total, and redeeming love for her. This means that the priest, while remaining a member of the church always, is in virtue of his configuration to Christ, the head and shepherd, one who stands in in the service of the spousal, spousal relationship of Jesus with regard to the community. Now we have to ask ourselves, what does this practically mean? I have four points that I'd like to ask my brother priest to reflect on this morning. Number one, my dear brothers, always remember that the best man at the wedding is only the third most important person in that gathering. The bridegroom, Jesus and his bride, the people of the church, come first and are more important than we are. Jesus and his church come first and are more important than we are. And if we live, the, if we live that notion out faithfully, we will serve the church and Jesus very well. Number two, our place in the wedding is standing near the bridegroom. Near the bridegroom. Jesus not only loves us, but wants to have the bond of friendship with us. Friendship is a reciprocal love, one between two two persons. Jesus has chosen us as friends in order to make known to us all that, the, that he has heard from the Father. We, on our part, in order to be friends of Jesus, need to make the words of Saint Paul our own. I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. That should be the goal of our lives. To know the surpassing love of Christ Jesus as our Lord and as our friend. If we do that, we will serve Jesus and his church very well. Point number three, as best men at the wedding party, we have the duty of preparing the best man's speech. We do that every Sunday, every time we mount the pulpit to preach a homily. Our preaching is the most important thing we do each week. The most important thing we do each week. In order to honor the groom and to serve his bride, we must preach well, which means to prepare and prepare and prepare. And We need to make a commitment as we renew our priestly vows this morning to become better preachers in the service of Jesus and his bride, the church. Point number four, the last practical point. One of the roles of the best man is to keep the wedding rings safe. He usually keeps them in a pocket, where it's easy for him to protect them and bring them forward at the right time. Wedding rings are a symbol of commitment. and If we're going to keep safe the commitment of Jesus, Jesus' people, a commitment they make in baptism, in confirmation, and in their lives as Catholics, we have to protect, guide, and guard them. That's what we do by our teaching, by our participation in the RCIA RCIA programs that bring new members into the church, and by our constant presence to God's people, his bride, in the confessional. Constant presence, making the forgiveness of Jesus, protecting the covenant of baptism available to the people that Jesus calls us to serve. So as we renew renew our priestly commitments in our mass this morning, we ask the Lord to help us do those things, to forget ourselves in the service of Jesus and his people, to, to preach well, to stand close to the groom in a relationship of friendship and love, and to protect and care for his people. My dear brothers, my dear sisters, Tonight, Jesus begins his Triduum. It's his Triduum, not ours. His journey to the cross and resurrection. He begins this by washing the feet of his disciples and by instituting the Eucharist, telling us, those of us who are priests, what he said to the first priest that evening. Do this in memory of me. My dear brother priests, The Eucharist is the center and root of our whole priestly life. The Eucharist is the full gift of Christ to his spouse, the church, the gift of his body given, the gift of his blood shed. May we, who serve the church, his bride, as his best men, may we, servants of the bridegroom, give our whole lives as we stand at his side.